the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The authority of Scripture. Well, anytime you want to take Scripture and challenge current cultural trends, you need to come away with the first thing first, and that is establishing the foundation that the Word of God really is inerrant. It is all truth. It is perfect. It is God Himself speaking. Now, once we've done that, then we can approach the challenges that we face, culturally speaking. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. Today, as we begin, we do so in the book of Luke, The Road to Emmaus, Jesus' confrontation with a couple of disciples. Some really key insight is found here as we see Jesus validating the Old Testament. Here's Pastor Layton with today's program. Jesus said, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Moses is a reference to Genesis and the Pentateuch and the prophets is the Old Testament. He went through the Old Testament and he showed, see what it says here? This is what it means. This is how it applies. You see what God revealed here? This is when it happened. And he went through the Old Testament and identified how things were to be and how, they, and how it was. And so Jesus confirmed the authority of Scripture and he also confirmed the inspiration of Scripture. He identified it as the inspired Word of God. That's why he said, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now the word the there means he's talking about the law of God, the iota is the smallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and the dot or stroke was literally like a serif that clarified one letter from another. What he was saying is not, the, not, not, not a word, not a letter, not a part of a letter, not the smallest part of a letter will be erased until it's all been accomplished. Why? Because this is the word of the Lord. This is inspired by the, by, by the Lord. Now, this discussion on the road to Emmaus between Jesus and the two disciples also is an example of how the Old Testament and the New Testament are all tied together and linked together. You know, some people think since part of the Bible is called the Old Testament and part is called the New Testament, that means the Old must be outdated or antiquated or less valuable or something like that. But that's not what the Old and Old Testament means. Jesus said, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. That's a reference to the Old Testament. Therefore, Christians should not ignore or diminish the Old Testament. The distinguishment between books of the Old Testament and the New Testament 
is this. The books of the Old Testament were written about Jesus before Jesus. And the books of the New Testament were written about Jesus after Jesus. In effect, the books of the Old Testament, it was like God saying, hey, I want you to pay attention because this is what I'm about to do. And the books of the New Testament is like God saying, this is what I did. This is what I have done. I have fulfilled my promises. I have kept my word. I can be trusted. If you look at the table of contents in the Bible, you'll find that it's really a book of books. It's a library of love letters from God that were written by some 40 authors who lived in different lands, wrote in different languages, Hebrew, Greek, some Aramaic, and who lived in different times, spanning some 16 centuries. And yet, the Bible tells the same story from the beginning to the end. There's a, there's a, a golden thread that weaves through it. Now, the books are organized not chronologically, but rather categorically. So, for instance, many scholars believe that the oldest book of the Old Testament was Job. But the Old Testament begins with Genesis. Because Genesis is the book of beginnings. That's what the word Genesis means. And so, it's first. And regarding the New Testament, some people believe that some of the epistles may have been written as early as 45 A.D. That's just 15 years, give or take, after Jesus died and rose again. But the New Testament begins with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, why is that? That's because these are the four Gospels. These are the four stories of eyewitnesses that tell us about Jesus. And so it's based on their witness that we have the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church, and the book of Romans, and the ones that follow that explain what that, what that was and what that meant and how it applies to us, and the book of Revelation, which reveals to us how it's all going to wrap up. And so the books are not organized chronologically, but rather categorically. And as for this golden thread, when you begin at the book of Genesis, we begin in a paradise, a garden, where there is a tree of life. And when we end in the book of Revelation, we are again in a paradise where there is a tree of life. At the beginning, mankind is driven out of the garden, the paradise, because of sin and forbidden to eat of the tree of life. But at the end, he's invited to come in and partake of the tree that he might live forever. In the beginning was this paradise where there are rivers. And Revelation reveals there's going to be a river that flows from the throne of God. The same doctrines are taught throughout the Bible. The same person, Jesus Christ, is the central theme of the Bible. It's really all about him. It builds to his coming. It describes it and interprets what it means. And so the golden thread is the redemption of sinful mankind by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. So then what did Jesus have to say about the importance of Scripture? Well, Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What he's saying is this is important. You know, in order for us to live physically, we have to regularly ingest physical food. 
for us to live spiritually, we need to regularly ingest spiritual food. If in the physical realm we don't ingest physical food, we will grow weak and we will die. If we don't ingest spiritual food, we will grow weak and we will die. Jesus said ingesting the Word of God is important. Coming back then to our statement of faith, the Bible is therefore without error in its original manuscripts. The inerrancy of Scripture means that Scripture in the original manuscripts does not affirm anything that is contrary to fact. The Bible always tells the truth, and it always tells the truth concerning everything it talks about. Now, the definition does not mean the Bible tells us every fact or addresses every subject. But what it does say is that whatever it says about any subject is true. And because of that, even though it was not written as a, for instance, scientific textbook, the study of God's Word has led to many scientific breakthroughs. And many of the great scientists of history were men and women of faith. In an era when people thought that the earth was flat and that if you went too far, you'd fall off the edge, Columbus read the Scripture and realized that the earth was a sphere and set out on an adventure. Archaeologists continue to discover evidence of historical people and events that are referenced in the Bible. Now, God could have chosen any language in which to give us this word. He chose Hebrew for the Old Testament and Greek for the New Testament and some Aramaic sprinkled in. And so, since most of us probably don't read or speak Greek or Hebrew, we're very blessed to have a Bible in our native languages. And so one of the questions I regularly receive is, why are there so many versions of the Bible, and which one is best? Well, I've been told that there's over like 450 translations of the Bible into English, but not all of them are reputable. So a short list of popular and reputable translations include the English Standard Version, King James Version, New King James Version, Revised Standard Version, New Revised Standard Version, New American Standard, New Living Translation, and the Amplified Bible. You know, some of the translations focus on a word-by-word translation. Other translations focus on a thought-by-thought translation, such as the New Living Translation. The New International Version is a nice balance between these uh, this, in this spectrum, but the 1984 version is recommended over the 2011 edition of the New International Version because the changes made did not improve uh, the rendering. And then to the question, which translation is best, the answer really depends upon the application. So for instance, if you're wanting to study uh, intently, then I would recommend that you actually have multiple reputable translations and read from all of them and compare and contrast how a particular passage or verse is rendered. Because you're going to learn a lot about the differences. And something is going to pop from one translation you might entirely miss in another. And so having multiple Reputable translations is excellent when you're studying. Now, memorization, I find for me, 
that the elegance of the King James Version is easier for me to memorize because the phrasing is so eloquent and it's not common phrasing that we use today. And so it makes it easier for memorization. And as for easy reading, I like the New Living Translation because it's so easy to read. You can just sit down and enjoy absorbing the Word of the Lord. And, and by the way, when we have people come to hospitality or come to our church and we find out they don't have a Bible, we give them a New Living Translation because it's so easy to read and so accurate, and we want people to get into the Word of God and, and not be stuck by these and thous and other things. Well, tomorrow we'll have another look at translations uniquely and specifically as we continue laying the foundation of the inerrancy of God's Word before we move into our serious look at Genesis and we go pre-culture to deal with the current culture from a biblical perspective. Questions about today's program or Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno can be addressed as you go online and visit us at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. As mentioned, tomorrow, one more look at our foundation before we move into Genesis. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.